This is Danielle Media, where faith, family, and pop culture collide like a bloody train wreck. Hey, everybody. We are back. Our podcast. This is Dino. And Michelle. Hope everybody is doing all right. Let me paint a little picture here. Okay. We're in a darkly... I was going to say darkly lit, but that wouldn't make sense. We are in, dimly lit. We are in a dimly lit living room. We've got a little Christmas tree on the other end, sending out little, you know, glowing, golden glow. Yes. We've got you know multicolored lights on the ceiling from our little Christmas bally thing. From our outdoor that we brought indoor. Right. Yes. And there's a roaring fire in our fireplace. Yes. We are on a couch, me and you. And two dogs. And the two dogs. A beagle and a box of tree. And a little cat. It could be like the picture of a Christmas. The picture on a Christmas card. Yep. Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap. Naturally, <laughs> you in a flannel and I in a bathrobe. <laughs> Get to that visual. But this is kind of how we've been for this entirely last week. It has. Because this is kind of like a sequel in the last week's episode. Or a comeuppance. Or a thumb in the eye. Or a god smack. I don't know what we're calling this. I, I mean, I don't know because we're <coughs> we're still as blessed as we were last week. We are. Not none of that's changed. Right. I mean, you know, we even with everything going on, we're not really in any worse yeah, position. We're not missing a beat really too much. You know, and it is what everybody said at the beginning of COVID that. We're getting to spend so much needed family time. Right. Together. Yeah. So what happened was, and if you follow us on uh, mainly Facebook, I think we've been more vocal about this. Um, You know, Tuesday, I took my mandatory COVID test. For work, I take it every two weeks. Right. At on site. And it takes about two days to get the results back. So I took it on Tuesday. And I get the result back on Thursday. Now on Tuesday, I had found out um, that I had been exposed uh, to somebody who had tested positive. And just so happens that that very night I start getting a pretty bad headache. Um, But it was okay. I went to sleep. Next morning, Wednesday... Um, throughout the day, the headache is still there. I've got a cough. Um, and now I'm sitting there saying, okay, well, what do I do? Um, you know, I guess I should test since I know I've been mm-hmm. exposed. So Thursday, I call Thursday morning. I call the nearest testing site, get my appointment, go. And my rapid test comes back positive. Right. So yes, I know at that point. <laughs> Right. That I have COVID. And the irony is, 
is that that Tuesday I got my test result back and I was negative. So, because our whole thing was if you test positive, then you're sent home for two weeks. Well, I tested negative. So, yay! Great. I test negative. I email Michelle, text her, or text her rather, hey, I'm, my test is negative. About an hour or so later, she calls me and goes, I test positive. So I still have to call COVID hotline at my work and say, I'm negative, however, my wife is positive. The one lady I speak to tells me, okay, well, what's going to happen then is pending her retest in seven to ten days. In seven to ten days, if she is negative, she has to be symptom free for three days, then you can come back. I said, oh, okay, fine. So, this was a Friday, so had she tested that Friday, I would have been able to come back mm -hmm. like that, that Monday. Right, so you were looking at possibly coming back on the 21st. Right. Well, the next day... And that's very similar to my work. Yeah. They, they say, you know, I don't even need to test again. They said I can return it. after 10 days as long as I was symptom-free for two days before I return. Right. So like if I was to return on Monday the 21st, I need to be symptom free the Saturday and Sunday right. beforehand. I don't need to retest. I don't right. need to any of that. So, but since I work for the government, we have to retest. Well, uh, two days later, I get a call and evidently the first lady gave me misinformation. I have got to be out for two... A minimum of 14. A minimum of 14 days. And that's barring a, a negative retest. So even if I retested in a week, I'm still out for another... and tested negative, I'm still out for another week. Which... As far as the pay and everything, I'm not, once again, I'm blessed. I'm not losing anything. Between my sick time that I have, my annual leave that I have, and the COVID pay, I'm covered. So, there's not a problem there. But, I'm a person that likes to be out being productive and doing stuff. And, like I said, we are, you know, and I, I was less than charitable to this lady because of the misinformation but at least she admitted to you you know it wasn't like well no we didn't say that no she told you no we, yeah you, you were told that and it's wrong yeah she you know goes I mean? we that, have it a... yeah we have it in our computer you were told the wrong information i'm sorry and she said and i apologized to her the next day when she called me and she goes no i understand you're not being ugly with me it's a situation you know and you know, this is Christmas time. I want to be out, you know, and we're responsible people. We wear our masks when we're out in public. You know, even when we're at a restaurant, we'll wear our masks from the door to the seat, and getting up, can. going to the bathroom, yeah, we'll put it on. you know, we social distance, six feet, walking down the aisles the right way. Mm -hmm. We do all that. I, I, I respect that. That's fine. But when you're 
stripped of that and told, no, you got to stay home in quarantine. When you're not sick. Mm-hmm. It's like, what, what are we doing? And this is Christmas. I want to look at lights. I want to go to the mall. I, I don't like shopping at the mall. But I do like going to the mall and walking and looking at stores or, you know, the lights and all that type of, you know, I, that stuff gets to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a, a rough, rough couple of days. Um, it, we've all been taking our vitamins. You know, yeah, we've been taking our vitamins, mm-hmm. drinking our green tea, you know, vitamin D and all that. Great I mean, stuff. I know that I'm, because uh, the, there was only one night, um, which was, the, you know, the <coughs> night before I went for the test, mm-hmm. uh, that I spiked 102 fever, and that, that's really what made me say, okay, I've got to, yeah. I have to go test. Um, but since then, my, my fever dropped the very next day, like even when I went for the test and they took, there was no fever. Right. And I've been down, you know, 97.7, 97.9, you know. Right. Which is pretty average for me. That's where I've been since then. Right. The headache's gone. I've had the I've had a cough, and now it seems to be a productive cough, and we'll just leave it. Yeah. Leave Leave it at that. So I know that I'm definitely on the mend, and thankfully none of the kids have have shown any symptoms. There's been no coughing. No. Right. No, nothing out of any of them. So, you know, I feel bad for them too. You know, with it being Christmas time and yeah, I you mean, know, yeah, because they were especially Killian and Nico. Yeah. They were supposed to have their Young Marines Christmas party Th- this coming Saturday. Which, um, in in some accounts, we'd be out of the danger zone. But I spoke to the unit commander, and he's asking that we err on the side of caution. And not come. Right. And as heartbreaking as it is, and Nico cried a bit, mm-hmm. Killian was upset. Right. But out of respect, you know, yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. want... And I was supposed to play guitar at church on Sunday. And even though I didn't have it, right. I, I felt it would be yeah. irresponsible of me... To go and play. And, you know, because who knows? I could have been asymptomatic. I could have. And, you know, out of respect. Right. Yeah. It, it's been a damn struggle this week. But, which is why we're recording on Wednesday and putting it out not Monday the way we normally do. Right. Well, just <clears throat> we weren't in the right headspace. And, yeah. you know, we're not going to. Do something just to do it. Right. It's gotta. It's gotta have. It's a gotta be there. It's got. You know. And I know one thing I haven't expressed to you that I, I feel kind of bad about now, but I, I think you need to know. Um, one of the things that this has shown me, mm-hmm. um, I can I can count. I would need both hands to count the number of people who once they found out said if there's anything they can do, let them know. Um, if we need them to go to the store for us, um, you know, whatever it is that we need, mm-hmm. they they wanted to help. You know, and it really, I know so many people who 
don't have that. Mm-hmm. You know, just through talking with them or whatever. I know they don't seem they don't ha- seem to have the type of cushion. I guess is right. one, of, one of the ways that I can put it. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, we I had several people contact me and you know say, hey, anything you need. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, just let me know. I'll run to the store for it. Just, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I'll bring it to you guys. Right. Le- leave, you know, I'll leave it out in the driveway and you can come out and get it type of thing. And yeah. I, you know, that really made me feel blessed. Right. I've got um, a group of about five people who are constantly, you know, on a daily basis. How you doing a day? You know, are you getting better? Right. You know, and that feels really good that people mm-hmm. are thinking about me right <laughs> you know so even during all of it it was like you know what i think i might have taken quite a few people for granted <laughs> right and um i mean on that point i got a phone call the mm-hmm. other day from a friend of mine in florida that we used to play together on the worship team uh in Fort Myers, this uh, guy Pat, and he reached out to me. He goes, "Man, I saw Michelle's Facebook post, and I wanted to check, you know, check on you guys." And also, I've had a good year. God's blessed me this year. He he owns uh, a pretty good business, and. Uh, he was also a touring musician. And he goes, so, dude, if you need anything, if you have a problem, you know, if this is going to stop you from giving your kids a, a, a great Christmas, please let me know I'm here to help you. Mm-hmm. You know, and... Fortunately, we're blessed enough where we're not in that situation. But to... I mean, unless he wants to come up and actually do the shopping. Yeah. Because <laughs> at this point... Because no, no that's whatever. the kicker. We've got the money to do it. We just don't have the option. We, we will before the day comes. <laughs> yeah. But no, and that call yeah. really touched me too. That, yeah, that was like, wow. You know? So, yeah, that was awesome. And... And that's really been the thing I've been struggling with. You know, when I grew up, and I think I've talked, you know, I might have come from a divorced home, you know, but I had, up until I was about 11 or 12, my dad lived in the same town as I did. Well, you know, a town or two over. Mm -hmm. So I would do, like, Christmas Eve at his house. Then, in my house, I'd go to bed, wake up Christmas morning, my brothers would be there. You know, Santa would have put the gifts under the Christmas tree, we'd open up, then we'd go to my grandma's, Mm -hmm. and we, you know, we had that. And then when my dad moved to Florida, we ended up doing uh, Christmas Eve at my house with my grandmother and my aunt and uncles. Just a little something. Then they would go home. We'd go to bed. Wake up. Guess to be under the tree. Then we'd go to my grandmother's again for Christmas night. You know, afternoon night. Mm-hmm. And then... 
even when it, it got older, I got out of high school and I was, you know, dating. I, you know, my girlfriend at the time, her family would have Christmas Eve. So we'd go over there, my mom included and stuff like that. And then I'd go home, wake up, Christmas, get, you know. There was always this tradition of running and gathering and getting and doing. And a lot of years, um, well, probably from when my mom passed away and I had moved to Florida, there had always been a weird flux in tradition. It, 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 there wasn't a consistent tradition. And that's why we started, you know, you, you realize that you can't depend on the traditions, you know, Traditions are traditions for a reason because they're old. Mm -hmm. And society being the way it is, nobody, you know, is close-knit anymore. You know, it's not all that common anymore for parents to live in the same areas as their kids and their grandkids and their, mm -hmm. especially nieces, nephews, brothers, sisters. You know, I've got one brother that lives in New York, one brother that lives in Florida. Right, and I have one yeah. brother, and he's in Florida. Yeah, right. You know. You know, and then I've my got cousins that spread across the entire exactly. country. You know, so those big family gatherings. You know, those Clark Griswold family Christmases. Mm -hmm. They don't seem to happen. They anymore. don't happen anymore, and that's a little heartbreaking to me. Mm -hmm. You know, um. We've got our traditions. We do, you know, we go to church on Christmas Eve. We go out to, to, a, Chinese to a Chinese buffet, which we started even before Killian came mm -hmm. on. You and I did started doing that in Tennessee. Yeah. <clears throat> and then we wake up, and then Christmas morning is our... <laughs> what are y'all doing? But our, you know, our family does Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. You know, Christmas night, we normally... Open a gift. Open a gift. Normally the ones from Nana and Papa. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we'll sing a few Christmas carols. We'll read the... Read the, uh, uh, nativity. the nativity story. And listen to the dogs run. <laughs> and then Christmas morning, we do our gifts. Mm -hmm. And we play with whatever we're playing with for a little bit. And then we go to your parents, and we have a nice traditional Christmas with mm -hmm. dinner and presents and coffee and dessert and, you know, a really good gathering. And we do have that, and I, I treasure that so much. And, but the, le the, the leading up to it this year has been so hard because of, you know, we didn't have the tree lighting downtown right. we didn't have the stores and now we hit it off to a good start with the toys for tots it, yeah it felt like okay this is gonna be right great right and and then just you know everything was getting canceled and everything's like okay you know and we knew it was going to be difficult too because this is going to be our first year where we have no children who who believe who believe in, in santa right which so this is going to be a different U.S. <clears throat> anyway. Right. And then you see crap like Bass Pro Shop or uh, what's that other one? Cabela's. Now? Cabela's. 
where they're putting Santa in, in carbonite. And it's like, you know, this magical Santa that can bring... You're yelling at him behind plexiglass. And it's like, at some point, you just got to cut your losses. You know? But anyway. So, how do you take that and reclaim that? And reclaim that, that joy and that anticipation and I've been you know diving in the Christmas movies you know hard hardcore uh, I watched George uh, C. Scott uh, in a Christmas Carol one of my absolute favorites uh, the other day and that helped a bit um, we tried watching some of the classic cartoons and for me, it hasn't done anything. Yeah, you're. I, I and that's something I found out that you're not a fan of like the 1940s, like mm. Max Fleischer nope. type of. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, never knew it, but and that's fine. Uh, found the uh, Muppet Family Christmas on YouTube, and that one, that one hit me hard, like feels was, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, that's a good one. Find that one. And we also watched the Emmett. Uh, oh, Emmett Otter's uh, Jug Band Christmas. Yeah, yeah, with the girls. Yeah, they, they really like that one, and that's always been a favorite of mine. So, and then I found the Albert Finney version of Scrooge from 1970. And the musical, and I haven't seen that since I was a little kid, but I, I really ended up liking that one. The girls, I think, really mm-hmm. liked that one. The musical and the dancing. Yeah. And, dude, I completely forgot that Obi-Wan Kenobi played Jacob Marley. I'm like, <laughs> he, he was a Force ghost even before he played Obi-Wan. I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was it on Friday? I got the girls watching uh, Anne and the Aco- Apocalypse. Oh, yeah. That that Christmas musical zombie film. Yeah, and I finally finished that one. And... They they liked it. I yeah. liked it. Yeah. I'd already finished it. Yeah, you'd already finished it. I had fallen asleep on it mm-hmm. twice. Right. And then you and the girls convinced me to get right. back into it. Because they, they got about 10, 15 minutes further than you had. So what we did at that point, since we knew you were awake... <laughs> yeah. We rewound it the, the 10 or 15 minutes and basically to when the zombies start yeah. showing up. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, once the zombies start showing up, it, yeah, it's definitely. a completely different film. Yeah. And yeah, I gotta say, now I get it. Now I get it. Mm-hmm. The girls actually cried at the end. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they, were, they, they weren't a huge fan of the not Hollywood ending. Yes, <laughs> they they like their Hollywood ending. Yeah, for they sure. did not like the fact that practically <laughs> everyone died, <laughs> particularly the father. That well, I mean, was her so, MacGuffin. Yeah. They're so close to their daddy. I mean, yeah. that I'm sure that hit them in the yeah. You know, what if that happened to my daddy? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, because I know that's how I view things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. So I'm sure that that's where that came from, but 
Yeah. We've been trying to watch every type of Christmas Yeah, Christmas, thing Christmas can... light bite. Yeah. Uh, that was only two episodes. Yeah, we can got chinch that year, uh, this year on that one. Um, unless there's more to come, I don't know, but but that was on Hulu. Mm-hmm. I was reluctant to put this on, but I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to be mad at Christmas about it, let me go full tilt and be ridiculous. And so I decided to put on Saving Christmas, the movie starring Kirk Cameron. I was reluctant to wake up because I figured out that's what you had on. (laughs) So I kept laying trying to sleep, but you woke me up. I didn't mean to wake you up. But you did. Okay. Now I've got... I will tell you, I seriously have some mixed feelings about this movie. Okay. Okay. The main thing, the film is objectively bad. It is a bad movie. It is a bad movie by Christian movie standards bad. (laughs) I mean, as far as the direction. As far as the acting. What? Kirk Cameron's a bad actor? Yeah, he hasn't been good since, like, the fifth season of Growing Pains, so this really shouldn't surprise anybody. So, like, so, I mean, if he was good before the whole Christian thing, is it, like, once you become a Christian, you're no, you can no longer act? Well, I don't know, because, you know, Kevin Sorbo. Is he a good actor? Was he a good actor before? Was he good in Hercules? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Oh. <laughs> but, anyhow. I thought the film, because I had never even seen a trailer for it. I had heard about it, like, years ago. Mm-hmm. I heard, and all I heard was, Kirk Cameron's doing a movie called Saving Christmas. And I'm like, oh, I know what this is going to be. This is going to be a whole save Christmas from, you know, the commercialism and Xing out Santa Claus, you know, Xing out Jesus, you know, Merry Xmas type of thing, you know, rail against that and, you know, keep Jesus and, you know, keep Christ and Christmas type of thing. I was wrong. I was absolutely wrong. A matter of fact, it is talking about and is aimed at those people. Mm-hmm. The audience that goes on and goes, Jesus is the reason for the season and keep Christ and Christmas, you know. Because we're gonna, we'll put this right out on the table. The X in Xmas is not Xing out Christ. The X in Xmas is Christ. It was the Roman letter that stood for Christ. Mm -hmm. So, rather than write out Christ Mass, it was Xmas. Plain and simple. You know, you'll get people that, well, where I'm from, you know, that was people exiting out. No, where you're from, it was people believing that it was exiting out. 
Sorry. Beliefs don't make facts. There's a big difference between beliefs and facts. I don't care where you come down from it. There, is, there, there are three sides to every story. And believing isn't reality. So, the X in X misses Christ. So, you know, the film has to do with a Christmas party. And everyone's having a jolly old time. And there's one guy who's sitting in the corner, pissed off at everybody. Because everyone else seems to be missing the point of Christmas. He's mad at everyone. He's mad at the eggnog. He's mad at the presents. He's mad, be at... mad at eggnog. I don't. Know. I don't like eggnog, and I still couldn't be mad at eggnog. Oh, I love eggnog. I'm oh. mad at our eggnog right now because I don't have Southern Comfort or Fireball to put in it, and we got to remedy that. Okay. But so I'm not mad at eggnog. I'm just slightly disappointed in eggnog. <laughs> well, that's it. A particular eggnog. Yeah. The one that's in our fridge. Yes. So. Well, well, now, wait a minute. What? You're the one that went out and bought the eggnog. I went, And you didn't stop to get the stuff to put in it. So whose fault is it? I was under the impression that we still had a remnant of Fireball left in the no, freezer. I drank that. <laughs> so there you go. You drank it before I got the... I used it. You used it for the pie, and I thought there was a little left. I bought it to make the pie. Right. And if I'm making the pie and there's any fireball left over, I have every right to drink it. And I did. Okay, fine. <laughs> fine. But since I've been quarantined, I haven't been able to go out and get fireball. See? See? Ruining my Christmas. Yeah, but see, that's a Southern Comfort eggnog. Can you even put fireball in <laughs> I could do anything I want. I'm the chief of police. I'm sorry. Just had to throw in a Jaws reference. Anyhow. But yeah, so this guy has made everything in the world. His wife, mind you, is throwing the Christmas party. And Kirk Cameron happens to be his brother-in-law. Lucky him. So It's madness. It's madness. Meanwhile, the rapture's happening. And, no. <laughs> so, the... He goes out to go sit in the car to be away from the festivities and Stu. Kirk Cameron goes out and goes to talk to him about it. And the guy is bringing up all these points about Christmas. Oh, well, you know, where's where is the tree in the Bible? Where's the... the and the movie made... Very good points to me. Like I said. Mm -hmm. I think some of them Objectively were. bad. You know, the movie. Some points were really reaching. Yeah, that, that, that was my whole thing. But then again, yeah. I was half asleep. So I'll give you but, more before. Okay, you got the tree. And then you started off with the tree in the garden. And then the, you know, the tree, uh, the tree of life. Right, and we're all going to be gathered around it. Right. And at the, right, the tree of life in the beginning. And then the tree of life that shows up 
in Revelation mm -hmm. and how we're all going to be around that eating the fruit off the tree and the old Christmas trees were decorated with fruits and stuff like that okay alright mm -hmm. it's a lot better than tossing it out in the fire because the pagans had Christmas trees no they didn't they may have had yule logs and they may have had trees that they ordained but it doesn't mean that that's what a Christmas tree is. A Christmas tree is just that, a Christmas tree. Right. When it was talking about um, bringing wood in and um, carving it and, and right. decorating it and mm -hmm. um, all of those, it was actually you were bringing a limb of the tree in and carving it into an idol. Right. It was not talking about bringing a tree in and putting ornaments on, on it, it and, and hang it, right and, and hanging pop strings of popcorn from it. it it that whole verse in the Bible actually was talking about bringing Make, making an, a wooden idol. a wooden idol right. that you would sit on your mantle right and, and work to worship that idol. That's what it was that's what that verse was talking about. Right. so. You know, even if you want to, even if you want to feel uh, bringing the Christmas tree to the level of the tree of life is reaching, it, it's still a uh, more accurate or better way to look at it than right. trying to tweak that. And if I may, oh, I'm reluctant to do this. And if I'm wrong, feel free to correct me because I'm sure someone online will. The whole foot of the cross thing, you know, as Christians we hear about that. Come to the, mm -hmm. is that in the Bible or is that something in Christian songs and something we hear in sermons? Now I know bearing your cross, which is more a level of you, take your punishment, mm -hmm. because that's what the cross was. Um, but it's a Christianese concept is the, what I'm yeah, asking. Coming to the cross? I don't... Come to the foot of the cross. Nailing at the foot of the cross. I mean, I know that they did it, but not because it was a cross, but because Jesus was on that cross. Right. They were you kneeling know? at the feet of Jesus, not... Not the cross. So what I'm th saying is, and I'm probably going to get a buttload of Christians mad at me at this, but... So be it. I'd rather be correct than be accepted. That scripture that talks about dragging a tree and ordaining it and sounds a lot more like putting crosses up in a church to kneel to than it does to a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think I'm off base on that? I don't think so. Okay. So. But then uh, again, I'm a woman. That's true. You shouldn't be even talking about this. Not with you. Well, you should be agreeing with me because I'm teaching you something. Uh, uh, she, okay. She's, she's head nodding, so. Okay. <laughs> she's keeping quiet. Like, biblically, a good woman should. <laughs> and you know we're joking. Um, I think the whole thing about Santa Claus was great. 
I, I, I think little... I might have missed that part because I was kind of in and in and out. So. Okay, because he's like, you know, they did the whole Santa, you know, oh Satan, Santa, Santa, it's an anagram for Satan, Santa, you know, which I've heard a million times. Okay, here's what you do then: go to the millions, millions of Spanish-speaking. Faithful believers and tell, them to throw away their Bibles. and tell them to throw away their Bibles because it's the Biblia Santa. Yes. Because Santa is Latin for saint and holy. So, take that anagram statement and please get rid of it. If you have used it, repent of it. Because it is wrong. So wrong. I don't know why it reminds me of this, but it does. That whole, Remember that video several years that came out about the lady um, talking about monster drinks? Yes! It reminds me of that whole, yes. <laughs> that whole thing. Because mm-hmm. the, 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 si- the six in Hebrew... Look, look, looks looks like one of the somewhat like like one of the tines of the M right in in the monster insignia, right. and when you drink it, you're holding it upside down. Mm-hmm. It's like what the what? Yeah, Christians can come up with some really far out stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> indeed, indeed. But it went into. The root of St. Nicholas and how he was actually at the Council of Nicaea. And he was refuting the heretics. Well, not the heretics that were theologians who were denying the divinity of Christ. And he was a fervent supporter and actually gave a butt weapon, like a physical butt weapon to one of the guys, I forgot his name, but was also known for his severe generosity in going and giving to the poor and to the kids and Mm -hmm. all that. In fact, he was... St. Nicholas, I think, was disavowed and then brought back in to the foe. Hmm. So, but just to watch that part again, I thought, I thought it was pretty cool. But, so it goes into that. And then the film does this weird thing where a couple of the people at the Christmas party are talking about all these weird conspiracies about, oh man, they're trying to they're trying to make a war on Christmas and take Christmas, Christ out of this and this and this and this. Like, two guys are doing this, whole, which never really amounted to anything except for, I guess, to expose their weird paranoia. So it is really making fun of the overly pious, you know, Christmas people who, one, want nothing to do with 
the all the trappings of Christmas, but are all but also are in so much in fear of the quote unquote liberals who want to strip away everything about Christmas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it does a good job of really making fun of your hardline Christian conservatives. So give the film credit where credit is due. It is ridiculous. It is... You know, at one point I woke up, was he trying to say that the presence underneath the tree can represent the cityscape? Yeah. What was that whole... I I wasn't grasping. I, I... I don't know where he was going. Okay. That was one of the... Far-reaching ones? Yeah, the presence under the tree can represent a city... Escape, and he was something about Jerusalem and... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, what? Yeah, no, they're boxes yeah. in a pile. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you're, you're yeah, you're being too clever by half, but yeah. So that's that's the way we went there. Um, but we did get to do something fun this week. We Yesterday. did. Yesterday we, we did. We were all feeling good enough. Yeah. That we took our quarantine on the road. Yeah. After watching uh, the Muppets, mm-hmm. like we talked about, the Muppets Family Christmas, which. Made me cry. It really did. It made me cry because it was all these people. They were together. It was the Muppets, the Sesame Street folks, Fraggle. the Fraggles. Jim Henson was at the end and I bawled. Like him physically. Um, I mean, Doc and Sprocket were even there, you know? Mm-hmm. And... I was like, this was so feel good for me. And, you know, Michelle and I were like, they have this light display about 40 minutes from us mm-hmm. at this place called Salute to Shoals. I'm trying to piece together a video to put on Facebook. I mean, YouTube about that. So hopefully I can get this up in a day or two. I'll have this edited by night. Um,. And put this episode out. So the YouTube video should follow. But we went out to Salute Shoals. Now this place gets a lot of people every year. Um, It goes from Thanksgiving all the way through the New Year. Mm -hmm. And to say that there's millions of lights is an understatement. Yeah. It really is an understatement. It took us, uh, we decided to go yesterday. It's uh, $20 for a carload of people. Yep. Up to um, 15? 15. 14? Yeah. yeah. For, I mean, there's not that very many cars that can handle right. 14 or 15 people. But, but yeah, uh, up, to fi- <laughs> up to 15, it's $20. If you get something that's 15 or more, it's $40. Right. But you can drive through and look at the lights. And it'll take you a good yeah. 45 minutes to an hour to, drive to go through it. Yeah. You know, you, 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 I, you idle through this, you know, and if you want to stop for a second and look, mm-hmm. it's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. And we were figuring, we're quarantining, we're, you know, you never, our... you never get out of your car. 
Yep. You you just yeah. You you go through the line to get up. The closest we got was when we paid people. Yep. And then other than that, it was just us in our car, which is what's different <clears throat> than it being us at home. Yep. <laughs> so we went. And yeah. Went. They did. They do have an area where you can park, pull off, right. and they have a walkthrough trail that has a lot more lights. We did that about seven years ago. Yeah. The girls um, were still really young. Yeah, they were in a, a in a double stroller at that point. Yeah, and typically they have Santa's there at the end. You can get some hot cocoa, right. get a picture with Santa, the whole nine yards. Right. Now they, they're not doing the cocoa or Santa because but of COVID. You, but. Yeah, but they still have the walkthrough trail. But us being responsible in quarantine... We didn't. We opted not to do that, right. you know, for the safe of the safety of everybody else. But man, yeah, that was beautiful. That really, you know, mm-hmm. I left there lighthearted, with a weight off my chest, a smile on my face, a tear in my eye, and you know, ready to do this, do this Christmas thing, and remember where the blessings lie. Um, and that's really what it's really what I want to bring to you. I know this is what, or is this our second Christmas themed mm-hmm. or third, second or third? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we do this every week, so I'm not, and we and we want to be real every week, yeah. so I'm not going to, you know, be episodic. About what we're doing. And we might talk about it again, the lights again, because we might go again. Right, who knows? If I get to the point where, you know, I'm feeling good and yep. the doctor says I can, yep. we'll go through the lights again. That way I can, we can pull over and just walk through. Yeah. <laughs> yep. we definitely like to do that. Um, and 20 bucks is worth it. Yep. <laughs> Other than that, I think, I think we... We've said all we can say. You know, the ups, the downs, the uglies, the, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. Good, the bad, the indifferent. Um, yeah, we've got one more week till Christmas. Yep. So, we'll, do one more show. we'll have one more show. We'll make it fun. And guys, we love you. We're praying for you. If you need anything, if you need to reach out, you need an ear to vent, whatever, you know how to hit me up. Facebook, Twitter, you know, whatever. You know. I'm on Facebook. so you Yeah, can. Michelle's on Facebook. I'm on Facebook and Twitter. You know how to do it. We have uh, the time. Yeah. And you will have a Christmas episode of Last Show at the Rio. This one is fun. Andrew and I recorded it on Friday. It was over four hours of <laughs> recording. It will not I be that. I always fall asleep when they're recording. It, <laughs> it won't be that long of an episode. I will have mercy on you because, man, we go into tangents, boy. And, okay, think of it this way. You ever go to a Christmas party and like the one in? Saving Christmas. But there's that group of people that are hanging out in the kitchen. just They're just hanging out there talking back and forth. And you're sitting there and you're just listening and doing the tennis ball back and forth. Listening to them. Man. That's what this episode is. Andrew and I kind of volleyball it back and forth. Talking about 
Christmas movies and Christmas specials and Christmas music and and the weird train of lifetime Christmas movies starring the same people. <laughs> so that's going to be fun. I'm editing that now. So stay tuned for that one. You're Last show at the right Rio. Now. You're not editing right now. Through podcast magic. <laughs> but all that to Maybe say. when they're listening to you say right, you'll be editing. Exactly. Oh, I get it. But, Sorry. Yep. But guys, do us a Christmas favor. A present, rather. Tell your friends about us. Have them subscribe and listen to Hunk Podcast. And we got more great stuff coming out in the new year. Guys, we love you. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Be decent with each other. Love y'all. Peace. Peace.